You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello, welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm, it's a full house. I'm joined by Laurie, Craig and Chris. Hello guys. Evening. Hello. All right. Morning. Afternoon. Delete as applicable. Hello. <laughs> Happy New Year, Greg. I've not really spoke to you. Uh, to you, Craig. I hope you, had a, a, you and your family had a lovely festive season. Aye, we did, we did. I think you've been avoiding me. I heard you were in my office the other day. I was, you didn't even come in to say hello. I was on a, I was on a tight schedule that I tried to catch, but otherwise I'd have popped in. Aye, aye. Right, this week in the podcast, I thought we'd do things a little bit differently because we're slap bang in the middle of the, the winter break, well, the SPL winter break. So we can obviously discuss the matches in the SPL and I thought we'd skip up the SFL as well. So I'll have a wee bit of a different podcast. And because we've reached pretty much the, the halfway stage of the season, maybe slightly past it, but I thought we'd we'd discuss the players of the season for the teams, things like best signing so far, uh, worst signing for each team. Uh, just really looking at the season so far, a bit of a review. We'll obviously have the charity bet at the end, as well as our predictions for the upcoming SPL games. So, Laurie, it was your idea to get the, the review on the go. It's a good one. All right, we'll just start a half-term report as such of the season so far. Like you said, the teams, how everyone's doing, how they're faring is in terms of where they'd be expected to, to be in the league and the sort of signings, who's impressed most this season who's not impressed so far. So, yeah, just a, a quick overview. I thought we could go through it team by team, mm-hmm. um, but maybe first of all, do a sort of an overall view, and I thought we'd maybe look at, maybe to start with, start positive, maybe the, the overachievers for the season so far, and you're, I assume we'll probably be in my, quite a, a bit of agreement on this. I mean, I think Inverness have been kind of standouts in terms of, an overachieving team so far in the SPL. Definitely, yeah. No arguments there from me. I'll argue that. I've been saying for years that Inverness were an up-and-coming team and someday they built their challenge. <laughs> I've been saying that since at least February 2000. So that just means you've been wrong for like over a decade. Yep. <laughs> well, no, to be fair, Inverness have been pretty much improving that entire time. In fact, they've been pretty much Wait. improving since they joined the league in 94. Did they not get relegated? They did briefly, yeah. There's a big bump <laughs> That's improvement. <laughs> That, that's a wee bump. That, that's spurred them on. I miss that. Two step, one step back to go two steps forward. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of, you know, what the the um, you know, the finances they've got to to work with there, and we've mentioned before as well, teams that far up uh, up north do sometimes struggle to to attract players to to move up there. I think uh, he's uh, he's done really well, Terry Butcher, in terms of continually finding finding the right signings and getting the best out of them, loan deals and free transfers and like. And I, I know what you're saying. I, I've thought Inverness have done quite well in a lot of seasons, but I mean, to be sitting in second, I mean, if we're going to review the season so far, obviously we don't know who they might totally capitulate for the rest of the season, but at this point, I, I think it's outstanding the position they're in. And, um, Especially when you consider that they the lost, I'd say, one of their best players in the summer, uh, Johnny Hayes. Yeah, yeah, right. that's a good the point, hell. yeah. And I mean, getting the likes, the likes of Billy McKay and, and the goals, well, obviously he's there last season, but I think this season's kind of turned into a whole different player in terms of the, his goal tally. So, yeah, Inverness, I don't know anyone else, you think, in terms of overachieving so far? Well, Hibs, we have to mention Hibs, surely. I know that they've, they've hit a wee bit of a slide there, a minor slide, but after that cup final, I just thought it's it's a long summer and I just expected relegation really for them to be for them to be down the bottom pushing way Dundee but I they've somehow I, I still don't understand it I don't see where how they've improved I don't see the, the personnel on the pitch being that much better than last season but something I think Griffiths is really he's just clicked this season I don't know I can't explain it at all it's a lot to do with mental the, the mental side of it and the confidence uh, you know I think they had a good run at the start of the season I mean overall you could maybe say that the sort of demise is a bit strong word, but the teams like Dundee United and Hearts starting to, well, this season certainly, 
uh, underachieving, which would bring me on to underachievers. I would say that the two that came into mind are my team, Hearts and Dundee United, who are both, I think maybe people expected Hearts to struggle a bit more this season because of losing Paolo Sergio, losing the likes of Scatchel and Black. But at the same time, I think uh, the actual extent of how we've done may surprise even me, although maybe put a lot of it down to McGlynn. Yeah. Uh, what about can I be a wee bit controversial and say Celtic? No, because I was going to say the same thing. Uh, yeah. As far as as far as domestically goes, we should have been running away with the league, and um, which I'm glad about to be honest, because I hated it as a, well, a football fan, as a Celtic fan, you look at the league and go, nah, garbage <laughs> for a lot of the time. We, we've barely had a decent home performance. If you factor in Europe, then obviously we've been probably overachieving in that. Oh yes, mistake, but. In the league domestically, no, there's been too many lackluster performances. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna mention Celtic in terms of what we could do. I thought maybe we could just go through each team after we've went through like players who've impressed us so far and signings and such. We can maybe just go through each team one by one. I was gonna give since it's a half-term report. I actually wrote down a grade for everyone. <laughs> All right, I will. Right, we'll, we'll do <laughs> that when we go through each individual team. I was gonna go as far as giving stars and smiley faces and stuff, but no, I thought that was. What about you, Greg? Any shocks in the league? Overachievers, um, underachievers? I guess just to back up what you guys are saying, but if you look at that league table, between second spot and um, tenth, I think it's something like nine points of difference. So it's, it's pretty easy to look at the table and say, oh, Hearts and Dundee United struggle at the bottom. But two or three wins, and before you know it, they're up in the top six again. Conversely, Inverness Bother will drop a couple of points, they're down the bottom six. So I think it just, I think. Um, I think the league as a whole this year has been tighter than it's been for for ages, so um, it's kind of difficult at this stage to pick out any standout candidates. Certainly, if Inverness and Motherwell and Hibs continue to do in the second half what they did in the first half, then come the end of the season, yeah, definitely they'll be up there, but you can never write off a challenge for, like I said, Dundee United and Aberdeens, and yeah, even Hearts as well, if they get their, they get their, um, get their game together, might well be challenging, so it's a, it's a difficult one to call. If we can find some good 20-year-olds to sing. Uh, the January transfer window is going to play a big part in that. Obviously, Greg, mm. you've lost. Oh, Motherwell could be losing potentially um, three or four. I mean, McCall's come out and said he doesn't want to lose any more players, but the, the, the hard fact is if, if somebody comes in with decent money for some of the guys that are out of contract in January, they'll they'll be gone. They'll be away. So, I mean, that could really put a huge dent, um, huge dent in our overall finishing position. But we need to ship some players out to get some cash, so that has to happen. Yep, there was obviously Griffiths was long rumoured to be leaving because his contract's up at the in the summer and well they'd obviously be wanting money for him. But well, it now some... looks like say that again, sorry. I was going to say because of the managerial change at Wolves, I can't see them not taking him back because I think was his deal that ends in is it five? Well, I, I say five days from now, but it's like the nineteenth or something after their ne- their next game. So you'd think that Saunders would want to assess him and see. Well, I, I thought the latest was that he was looking like he was staying. No, uh, that was my impression as well after his um, <clears throat> incident on Twitter. Aye, aye, because he obviously made that comment about uh, a guy who was born and bred in Scotland, how he should go home. But then there was somebody from Wolves made a comment saying that he's, it's for the SFA to deal with. Yeah. And I think that was that was where the, the stories came from, that he was staying for the remainder of the season. But it doesn't make just... sense for me. Aye, but it, that came that sorry that story I was just about to say came about at pretty much the same time as the the reports that he was likely to stay at Hibs for the remainder of the campaign. Because uh, apparently Dean Saunders said something about he'd rather he was out on loan than try to sell him. But then, know, like but you say, if his contract runs out at the end of the season, that doesn't make any sense. He's just going to lose him for nothing. Even if they get a hundred grand from him, we'd not be better doing that than letting him go out on loan and get nothing from it. That, that didn't make any sense to me. I mean, I've, I've also not followed the story as much as you guys, but. It, it, to me, it didn't make any sense. He'd either want to assess him and possibly keep him, or if he if he was already decided he didn't want him to to sell him for something. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, do you not think though they're trying to they're trying to punt him to Hibs? They're trying to well, well, yeah, tangle like, the, the, the carrot in front of Hibs, and they might pay 150 grand to take him sure. to take up yeah. face it. Bad news off Wolves' hands. Yeah, no, I would understand that, but they, I wouldn't. I couldn't see why they like if like uh, just saying that. They would want to loan him. You know, they'd already mm. decided on loaning him. I mean, because you'd get something for him. I mean, he yeah. must have attracted some attention. He's 
<laughs> he's tracked a lot of attention. That's the problem. Her <laughs> comment though, he's he's chilled out a bit. Apart from abusing his own fans, but he's chilled out a lot this season. He's still a sack. Has his contract <laughs> definitely run out at the end of this season? Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm just reading the BBC report here now. It says the 22-year-old are training at Molyneux on Tuesday and Wednesday, which was last week, uh, and to give new manager Dean Saunders the opportunity to assess the Scotland international. But the Championship Club broke the news in a statement condemning his tweet. The player is currently on loan at Hibernian FC and is likely to remain there for the rest of the season. So, they're suggesting he's going to be here. Strange. I don't know. But I, well, in terms of, we could always talk in terms of, since we're talking signings and the like, we maybe jump to that. I was thinking, how, how do we look at the signings this season? And again, I had a standout for one in particular signing. I think there's got to be one single standout in Scottish football. Yeah. The man whose name features at the, near the top of the top scorers list. Yep, and a certain Neil McGinn, who joined Aberdeen from Celtic in the summer. Exactly what I was going to oh, say. Oh, yeah. well, um, aye, you just carry on. I was going to disagree with that, but carry on. Oh, oh, I, 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 I didn't rate Neil McGinn as a Celtic player, and I think he had to move on because he was never going to get a, a proper run in our team. Whether he would have been as big a revelation in our team had he stayed and got that run, we'll never know, because I think by we tried to play him as a winger, and Aberdeen seemed to be playing him more uh, as a, a forward than we did. Which seems to have worked wonders because he's been banging in the goals for Aberdeen this season. They're sitting in the top six again, which is, for me, where Aberdeen should be. And uh, he's been the man getting all the goals. And there's been some decent goals in there. Just to Did he break that off. record for goals in a row? No. No, because the next game he played was against Celtic and we beat them. 1-0. Right. 2-0, sorry. Was it eight, eight games in a row he scored? And was he going for nine? Um, seven, I think. Seven. Ah. What do you know? Because it's Skatchel's record or not. <laughs> Aye, but the records with... I'm sure Viduka or someone's got the record, are they not? Is that? Then, no, maybe someone else got it past them. Uh. When Scatchel did it, I remember there was definitely... It wasn't actually... Even when Scatchel did it, it wasn't actually the record in SPL. I'm pretty sure that at the time, Viduka had scored in more consecutively. But um, I only know that because I used to have Viduka on the back of a shirt, but I try not to. <laughs> it was a lead shirt, wasn't it? A Celtic one. But yeah. hey, can, I, can I maybe stretch it a wee bit? And say Forster for Celtic. I wrote, Aye, true. I wrote, that, that's a good shout. I wrote him down as one. Yeah, it was I wrote him down as in smaller writing. I wrote him down in smaller writing under the name of McGinn. <laughs> I was going to say about McGinn as well. I think with some players, a lot, as Chris mentioned, position comes into, but also importance in the team. You know, at Celtic, well, obviously Chris saw him more than me, but whenever I saw him, he was either just a sub or he was kind of pushed out wide. He was never the main focal point. Whereas Aberdeen, he, he is the main man. and You've, you've seen it with Scatchel at Hearts a lot of the time, not just with the position he plays, but because at Hearts he is, everything goes through him. He kind of, he flourished and he did well in other clubs, but never quite the same extent. And I think Aberdeen, because it's not just his goals, but if you watch some of their games or whenever I've watched them, it's him. He's kind of the playmaker as well. He's always give him the ball, play the passes out wide. And I think he's obviously flourished in the role. And again, I can't believe we've not heard even any rumours of someone looking at him. I've not anyway. Because, you know, 14 goals from midfield yeah, is pretty impressive. Either. Yeah. But uh, maybe they're waiting to see if it's just a flash in the pan. But he scored against Portugal as well, didn't he? For Northern Ireland. Yep. Aye, so good to see. I mean, I, I wrote down a couple others, actually. Um, Ryan, McGivern at, Ryan McGivern at Hibs. I thought he's, uh, you know, for a team who are sort of pretty weak at the back last season, I thought he's been quite solid when I've seen him at times covering at centre-back a few times as well as left-back. I think... Has his loan been extended from Man City? I think? I'm not sure. I, I was going to mention McPake. I have Hibs, but I was going to maybe maybe not in the, the league as a whole. I was just going to probably mention that in the, the club-specific signing, just how important he is to the, the team. Well, I mean, you've got to, I think, Sheridan as well. Mention him for a moment. He just came in this season for Killy mm-hmm. after Hart. Yeah, definitely. After yeah. Romanov ruled that um, he could, didn't have enough goals in him, and then he goes and scores a hat-trick at Tynecastle. so... <laughs> so uh, we want to discuss uh, the worst signing in the SPL this is a bit harsh if any of the players are listening which I'm sure they do go for it because I can't think of any well, Lassad or what, what's his Lassad was the one that I wrote down I don't, I don't understand that at all I like Lassad I think he's he's not quite adapting to Scottish football as I would hope but and he's, he's certainly shown something in a few games for me that makes him I mean, we picked him up just after the transfer window was shut because he had didn't have a club, and to pick him up on a free, I think he's in a two-year deal. I think it's been a good gamble. 
What's his name again? Nui Ui. Wasad Nui Ui. See, to be honest, I think you just have picked the wrong striker for Celtic. If you want to pick a striker that hasn't quite cut it, it's got to be Miku. I'm probably just going to games I've seen, but there was just a couple of games. I remember Hibs in particular. I think it was La- maybe it was Miku. I'm pretty sure it was Lassad. And he was stayed on for most of the game. And I couldn't oh, believe, Hibs game. Aye. I couldn't Aye, believe well, he played football. To be fair, Lassad wasn't the only guy that had a bad game that day. But you it? should know, because Lassad scored a cracking goal at Tynecastle. <laughs> Like to block, block these things out. Everyone scores cracking goals. Wonderful first touch at the back post. Uh, Chris Coleman's cross. I thought, it's, I thought as well, and I mean, Greg will probably disagree in his overall quality, but in terms of signings, again, probably I've caught him in the wrong games. But Brian McLean for Dundee United with the goals, <laughs> the goals that they've been shipping this season, and some of the games I've seen him in, he's just been, he's been trying, he'd be trying to catch up with Stephen Craig and my own goals. And <laughs> where to go for that one? He's nah. just, I just. I, again, maybe I've caught him in the wrong games, but United's def- defensively, you know, this season they've been horrendous, and I, he's come in this season. Maybe he's been unfortunate when he's came in, but I thought he's been. He he was another one that maybe stood out in terms of because you'd expect more because he always seemed quite a solid player at like Motherwell, but maybe maybe Greg knows more on him. No, no, I did. I could write up um, years and years back. He was kind of tagged as being a one for a future and a good prospect, but it's one of these guys I don't think really capitalised in. His early form has been bouncing around clubs for a while, and um, yeah, I mean, he certainly looks. He looks like a shadow of the player he was a few years ago. But I, I mean, it's, it's the, the problem is when you when you get into a team, you're playing a different back four. It just depends who's playing round about you. I mean, at Motherwell, he would have had guys like Craig and sort of um, beside him as well. So he maybe plays better in that sort of role. Whereas at United, he might be expected to take a bit more responsibility. So um, to be fair, if I think like that Chesney, I think he's been. Pretty uh, up and down this season as uh, well. As, been as soon as you get a nervy defence like that, and the defence is shipping goals, I, I don't think it matters who you're playing in there. If it's the same guys every week and they're shipping goals left, right, and centre, I think it, I think it just breeds uh, breeds nervousness. So, um, aye, a wee bit surprising with his current form, but that's life. I mean, I, I also thought of in terms of signings, but it's not more as so much performance, but lack of involvement would be. St Johnston signing Craig Beatty, which was they all got a bit excited. They all got a bit excited about that one, but then forgetting that Craig Beatty is actually injured most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Has he left yet? I think he's still contracted to them. Because I know a lot of fans were wanting rid of him, just get the wages off the bill. See, I mean, he was a useful signing for us at the time, and partly because we actually didn't. I mean, I'm not 100 percent on this, but I don't think we were actually giving him any wage other than bonuses appearance and goals I think Swansea were still paying his wage so he kind of worked out with us but at the same time it was more of a kind of cult thing he was injured half the time he was with us I mean he only scored twice he just happened to be lucky enough to score one in a derby and one to put Celtic out in the semi-final so he scored at the right time but uh, and obviously celebrating like that kind of endeared him to the fans Uh, quickly before we move on from the signings another one I forgot I was going to mention in terms of defence as well who who looked pretty dodgy at the start of the season, but I've been quite impressed recently, was that um, Warren, Gary Warren, Inverness, who I think Butcher got him from Newport County, English non-league, and they were having a, I don't know if you remember Inverness at the start of the season, where kind of, I think they had an awful start, and then they've kind of settled down, and I've watched a couple of games, and he's looked uh, quite solid, and he's, I think he's chipped in with four, four or five goals as well, and I think, obviously, you're kind of basing that more on where he came from, but you know to sign a player from English non-league, Thought it was a reasonable signing. Yeah, it's a step up, do you think? Today, <laughs> well, from New- Newport, <laughs> I would hope it's at least a bit of a step up. But <laughs> you never know uh, these days. So we want to move on and, and maybe discuss each team. Obviously, there was some a bit an overlap. Well, we could quickly say because I did also note a couple of players of the season and worst, like as in best players so far and worst players so far. You know, not just signings, but. Right. Any any that stick out for you guys? No, I'm again again. But uh, no, I, I get what that's. <laughs> it's like it's got to be. He's he's got to be up there for player of the year at this rate. Uh, Paul McKay at Inverness. He's got yeah. to be in there as well. He's been absolutely brilliant for them this season. Definitely most improved. I mean, I've also mentioned likes of Andrew Shinney. Also, you know, especially getting his uh, Scotland cap as well, which kind of was reward yeah. for it. 
Murray Dave. To be honest, that, I think the fact that Andrew Shinney and Billy McGuire are both at Inverness, and we're, both, we're talking about both of them this season, is precisely why Inverness are where they are. Because even if one of them has a bad game, the other one's on the score sheet. Aye, well, yep. I mean, Shinney's kind of, he's been a bit quiet in recent weeks. Um, but aye, as he said, I mean, Mackay just, I think he's up there with joint top scorer McGinn, so that's pretty impressive. I mean, I also met, I mean, Murray Davidson, I think, is always, whenever I see him, he's always kind of tireless, kind of box to box. Not always the most um, kind of pretty player watching a deck, but I think he puts in a lot of work. And I think, again, he's one of the reasons St. Johnston are always seem pretty safe mid-table position. I was going to mention one, a new player in SPL who I've, I have mentioned in previous podcasts, Ian Vigers. I've always been really mm-hmm. impressed with him. Ross County when I've seen him scored a couple of cracking goals and I think again they're sort of, sort of second bottom so I think he's been pretty pivotal in keeping them up um, at the moment you know away from Dundee although obviously that might change Higdon as well I'm surprised Greg won't be chipping in with Higdon he's continued his, continued his goals I it's a good sort of first third to the season he's kind of gone off the boil a wee bit um, a wee bit lately to the extent that he's been getting dropped um, here and there, which is which up until a month or so ago was almost unheard of. So um, I'm not sure whether McCall's maybe sort of rethinking his his, his constant strategy of starting with Higdon up front. But I mean, he's he's got the goal return um, already this season. I think he's up in double figures. So again, the repeat of that second half and finishing the 20 plus goals, it's a pretty good return uh, playing in a playing in a side like Motherwell. Uh, he's got 12 goals so far in the SPL. One of the yeah. things I like about him is. He's the type of player that lifts the, the entire team. For me, the, without him, I, I just think Motherwell aren't as, as good a team. So I would include Higdon in the, the contenders for best player so far, simply because of the role he plays in Motherwell. Yeah. Maybe not just himself, if you like, but just the way he lifts the team. Yeah, he does, he does a lot more than, um, than just goal scoring. I mean, he's labelled as a, as a goal scorer and rightly enough because that's where he plays. But I think it's... I think it's the threat he poses to opposition defences any time he's in the Motherwell side. I think uh, you'll find that the most centre-backs have their, have their eye in the Higdon most of the time, which allows some of the other players, guys like Oyama and, and, and Murphy and Nicolo and these guys to maybe get a wee bit more time in the ball than they would do normally. So it's, um, so I mean, there's definitely advantages having them in the side. And he plays, um, he can play at the back as well for set-pieces whatnot where we've been sort of notoriously, um, notoriously bad. Uh, for the last couple of seasons, he, he comes in there and bails them out. So, I mean, he's definitely got his, his 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 plus points for being in the side. But sometimes, sometimes when he plays, I think we uh, we resort a wee bit too much to firing the ball towards him and maybe missing out, yeah. missing out some of the players that are maybe playing off him and playing the side of him. And sometimes when we do that, it just it just creates a different a different problem for defences and we do something a wee bit different. But I, I mean, another another twelve goals in the second half of the seasons are. A fantastic return. What I like about him uh, is that he'll take a, a long ball from the, the keeper, a punt, a, a goal kick. He'll take that and he's that strong yeah. that he can chest it down and he can even bring it down on his feet, which just shouldn't be possible when you've got a, a centre half uh, niggling away behind you, but he just handles it with ease. Ah, I know, he's, he's, he's very good target, man. I was going to mention, uh, I don't know if anyone's got worst players so far, but I've got a couple from my team. <laughs> <laughs> and one who's been really disappointing for me is I don't know I suppose it should be expected by now but the cup final in late last season he suddenly looked like he was fine his form again I thought maybe this season he can kick on but he's looked back to his useless self Andy Driver and I just I mean it's it's one of those things that we can't we can't not go back to his Hearts fans why did we not take that three and a half million for him uh, two and a half uh, million, two and a half million up front. That's what the hell are we doing? Three and a half quid looks good now. I know. I take some. To be fair, to be fair, Andy Driver though, I thought he, he he's shown signs this season occasionally of maybe that player's still there somewhere. I thought he looked alright against Hibs at uh, New Year, um, but in the end, that game finished nil nil. So overall, maybe, but it's just. Uh, Ah, he's, not, he's nothing like the player he was. I think it's more frustrating. I mean, if uh, overall, probably he's not been that horrific. But because you know the talent, it maybe doesn't have anymore. But he at least once have it's it's had it's it's more frustrating when you watch him and he just runs into nowhere, can't put a crossover, kind of pussies out of loads of challenges. And 
he's just never been the same since he returned from injury, and it's very frustrating. I'd also say another one, and I think I think he's been cursed maybe by being given the number eight. But Scott Robinson this season, he kind of fallen away last season as well. But he he was once a good prospect, and he came through as a striker, a stroke attacking midfielder. But since he's been given number eight since Black left, it's like he thinks he's now has to try and be Ian Black and. He's just not that type of player. And he just, all you've got now is this player who just runs about trying to tackle people. And he's not that good at tackling. And I just don't see the point in him. He just seems a passenger. I don't know if, in the derby, I thought it was pointless having him where he was behind the striker. He just kind of ran about, didn't do anything. See, I don't and, see as much uh, hearts as you do, but I thought he's looked all right. And I've seen him, I definitely wouldn't consider I, him as worst. I, I get, I just, he just, he just frustrates me as a, he's not that type of player. And I don't, I don't know if he's been told that. I probably maybe blame McGlynn. He seems to want to change players' positions all the time, but he just—he seems like he wants to be that Ian Black kind of player, and he isn't. He's—he's he's not that type of player. It's not in him. Ian Black is effective as Ian Black because that's—that's his style. That's how he plays. But yeah, so he's just it, maybe it's maybe being an underachieving player, I should say, as opposed to worst. Right. Right. Yeah. Can I put McGlynn there? Do we have worse managers so far? <laughs> I'll stop moaning about. Hearts. I'm. I'm wanting to chip in with Rangers here. But I what? How are we talking SPL? I know. That. I thought, I you know. said no chat. I know. I know. I'm lost. I'm lost. I was <laughs> wanting to talk about Ian Black. Put him in the worst signing. He's him and Sandaza. Although if Sandaza played all right at the weekend there, but I. Are you sure? I seen the highlights. How did he not get a goal? <laughs> but the thing, uh, the thing is, he was doing everything else right. But anyway, <laughs> I. Ian Black, worst signing for Rangers. That's and then I'll, I'll move on. <laughs> See when we're talking about teams underachieving, well done the Rangers not being able to beat Gretna's uh, record in the third division. That's <laughs> that's pretty underachieving for a team that spent a bucket load of money. Uh, we're adjusting to life down there. We see if Rangers signing is worth signing, considering they're paying them wages above most SPL teams and they don't even manage to beat everyone in the third division. And get knocked out of the, the Ramsons Cup. Uh, that's a tough, that's that's a tough competition. See, uh, to be fair, to be fair, he's did come up against he did come up against the best team in the SFL, Queen of the South. I have to say, seventeen points clear than or something. In Ian Black's defence, whenever I've watched him play for Rangers, it is basically like he's facing eleven Ian Blacks. Everyone wants to snap him straight away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's just the, the games I've watched, but every time I've seen him, he gets absolutely snapped. And he maybe does. it's the case of you know. <laughs> what goes around? Right. Karma. <laughs> uh, it's not the same as when he was in the SPL when he was dishing it out, definitely. But I think it's a bit rich from him to have a wee moan about it. You just need to de- de- man up, really, for the guy that said he would <laughs> said he would injure Yelovich again if he had the chance. Behave yourself, Black. Check you hating on your own players. <laughs> Blue boys. <laughs> <laughs> Take him back, take him I was excited when he signed him. Thinking, yeah, <laughs> I like this guy because he was the type of guy that would that would turn hearts, put him on the pitch. You see, but, what, I no. should be employed by agents. You see, all my talking up with these players. <laughs> I, bet, that. I bet that's what I bet Charles Green was like. I oh, hear that podcast, that Laura, he thinks that Ian Black's Aye. amazing. Sign him, let's give him seven grand a week. Um, not, not a big fan, <laughs> anyway. Shall we move on to the each team individually? Each quickly? team, yeah. They, we won't repeat ourselves because we've got we've got Aberdeen. I think their player of the season has to be McGinn. I don't think there's going to be really any any arguments there. Best signing so far. I was, I was going to go in like position, like say where they are. A little review. I mean, I gave Aberdeen a B so far. A good B. B. Aye. Well, the ninth last season, they're currently fifth. So I think it's been a good season so far. I do think. They flatter to deceive a little bit from when I've watched them. I don't think they're maybe as good as some of their fans would tend to get overexcited about as they do. But I just think they're maybe a bit over reliant on Niall McGinn. You know his goals. Sometimes I've watched them and I think he's kind of dug them out a bit. So a B is good. You could have given them an A. They're sitting in fifth. They're still one of the bigger wages, but one of the bigger wage budgets in the league. You're, yeah, they're spending money like a, a parents' evening, giving them a wee a wee grading. Ah, a B. It's positive. I think they'll over- do better. Must try harder. Ah, maybe because I mean, what happens if McGinn gets injured for the second half of the season? What are they going to do then? Ah, good point. Eh? Eh? Good eh? point. If he's bad as hearts when Scatchell leaves. So it's obviously best signing. I think would would agree is McGinn. Uh, Hayes. I quite like Hayes. I could sign as well. Yeah. Hayes is a good signing, but I think McGinn's going to outshine him. Aye, hard, yes. pretty hard not to have uh, 
pretty hard to compete, be competing with that. But yeah, easy one there. What about Celtic, Chris? What, what would your grade be then? Mm, see that see, it's kind of hard. Right. Right. <laughs> well, no, in a week, C. But <laughs> in Europe, A star. Brilliant in Europe. Well, I gave a B, so that kind of works out as an average because I mean, they were obviously first last season. They're first now. And I think that's just great in Europe, which pushes it up. But, you know, average at best by their standards in the SPL could do better. But at the same time, as you always say, Chris, you know, you're doing enough. You're, yep. you're still first. So. Still top of the league, still in both cups, still in Europe after yeah, Christmas. I mean, they're, they're comfortably winning the league as well. And you, you, you would fancy that if they had to step their game up a wee bit to get more points to the board, they probably could. They've achieved kind that. Kind of Christmas, that's the thing. Other than the Habs game. I thought we played pretty well for most of the, the, the games through the Christmas period. So that's that's built up a nice wee gap now. So, yeah. so player of the season, I've got uh, Hooper. You think? Uh, I, I think, see, I think, I I think as far as your most influential player goes, I'd say Victor Wanyama. But Foster has been fantastic for us. See, yes, I agree with Foster, but I think I was swaying more so, to do with ben European. Foster. I was thinking of more European performances, so I decided to go on the SPL. So I took Foster. If you go with Europe, it's Wanyama for me. I I would say the same. But Hooper has been really good in some games and almost anonymous in others. I think he's too busy. I think he he wanders a bit. too busy. Yeah, he wanders a bit. He tries to do... Uh, he's more like, like Chris Boyd, just stand around and move. I think, yeah. (laughs) That's what I think. I think he tries to be a bit more like... Uh, like a Tevez or a Rooney and goes wandering to get the ball no you're I a striker goes, stay up it goes back to what we were saying earlier with the whole Shinny and uh, Mackay thing where they they kind of complement each other and if one doesn't play well the other one does Hooper hasn't had that this season because his natural partner Anthony Stokes has been out injured so we've tried I playing like, so, about Stokes. I know that's everybody does we've tried <laughs> playing Samaras up there and Samaras wanders out wide Lissad's pretty similar to that uh, Miku just hasn't fit in and then the closest I've seen to any kind of partnership was Hooper and Tony Watt and Watt just hasn't really featured I don't know why I don't know why he just he's, he's had a wee shot in the team and then disappeared and then I think you need to keep them grounded you see aye, that I so, think so often but managers do that I don't think any of us no <laughs> scored Tony you're grounded I don't think I any other strikers been able to play up front with him and his best partnership I've seen since he's been at Celtic is Randy Stokes and I will be quite glad when we get him back fit again because that gives us a different option up front it could be like a saying everyone forgets about Anthony Stokes I think as he'll be crying with, with Stuckey on or whatever's up with his ankle with oh. I think as far as uh, best signing goes, I would have to agree with you earlier about Fraser Foster, but if you take into account he's been alone for two seasons with us, I would say our best signing was F.A. Ambrose. Ambrose has looked pretty good at the back. At times. I... At times. He's had, he's had his moments, but yes. I think his moments have been less than his, his good moments, to be honest. His goal <laughs> celebrations are good. I'll... His goal celebrations are brilliant. I'll give him Craig... that more often. The reason Craig forgot about him was because he forgot that there is one. Right. I thought it was this Wanyama. And you know what? I've got. Wanyama, was he good? For Celtic, I wanted to put underachiever, and this is very, very harsh, but I'm going to put Scott Brown. I think that despite him. But despite him being the the type of guy that really boosts the entire team, he's he's, he's a brilliant captain to have. He's, uh, as a rival, I dislike him. I just think that he's so frustrating, but then that's a, a positive for him. You mean, you mean he's a dick? Uh, right. Yes, but that's a positive. In, in defence of Scott Brown, you're, he's, he is one of those players that the opposition will hate him. I think he's done absolutely brilliant for us, given he's been carrying that weird injury that seemed to evaporate towards the, the end of December for some reason, and then he was able to play the games for 90 minutes. And when he, that happened, he started scoring goals as well. Yeah. And yeah, I think he's just been kicking on. And this, whether this... Uh, Breaker not going to do him any good, I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see how he is when he comes back. But, but I think if you're going for underachievers at Celtic, it's got to be Emilio Izagiri. That's he's just, ever since he got injured. He's never, uh, he's never ever been since that ankle break at Aberdeen last season, he just hasn't been the same. Yep. Right, let's stop talking about Celtic. Oh, well, we can <laughs> ask you why I, why I was picking Scott Brown, it was because of his injury. I just I don't think he should have played through it. That That's I what disappoints me about him. It seems to have worked for him because I have not got a clue how uh, it seems to have cleared up. Yes. yes or if it even has cleared up. It certainly stopped affecting him as badly. Yeah. This uh, doesn't sound like stopping talking about Celtic. No, but no. I wanted to clear that up. I didn't want to... <laughs> right. 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 We've done Aberdeen and Celtic. Who's next, Laurie? Dundee. 
I, I actually was, I gave them a C, you see, you see. Because you gave them a C? I'm giving them so, a what's Mark you can give. Well, because, what's that? I'm what's, giving them an overachieving. Because yeah, purely for the fact that they managed to beat Hearts twice. Dundee, so, I, I, honestly, I, I, Dundee should not have been expected to do anything this season given their extremely late call up to the SPL. Well, that's what I was going to say because obviously they were second last season, second in first division. This season they're currently 12th in the SPL. But to be honest, you can see they have a first division squad. They never really had a chance. They didn't build a squad, a team. And we've got to so we'll blame on Rangers. Maybe we should give Rangers an F because of Dundee. Oh. I'll give you an F now. <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, still. They've been. They were pretty poor for a lot of it. I mean, they'll be looking forward. They got to come to Tynecastle again soon, so they might actually get another win. But they've actually had a couple of decent results in not that long ago. So. Yeah, but they they bounced back. I'd say Big Rab Douglas. I, I like a player that, that comes back, and he, he's, it seems to be that when he, he was at Celtic, that seems to be a lifetime ago. How is he still about? Ten years. How is he still about? That's just brilliant. And not just still about, but actually putting in decent performances. I think playing for a team like Dundee helps because he's obviously kept very busy and a, a very busy keeper's <laughs> always going to look a wee bit better than somebody who makes a single mistake. Bye. So a player of the season, I've got Rav Douglas. Nicky Riley's looked pretty decent, but I think he's going to be moving on soon. Whether it's uh, this sort of January transfer window or in the summer, he's, he's, he's had a bit of interest from him. He looks all right, but he's he's like the best player in the first division team, like you say. Aye. Well, Dundee United next. We'll move Aye. on. Dundee United. Right. Fourth last year, eighth now. I've given them a D. Aye, at least. Because, because especially by their standards. And at the start of the season, to be honest, I fancied them for second with the squad they got. I thought they had, I think they kind of still do to an extent sort of second strongest squad in the SPL considering one of their signings as well <coughs> scamming little bastards is uh, <laughs> an 18 goal midfielder from last season I just think overall they've just been really poor defensively they've been awful so yeah Skatchel's yep. been poor since he underachievers Rudy Skatchel definitely yes he's yeah. shown flashes of it like for example when he hit the bar but it's just it's just not good enough from him I don't know if his heart's not in it or what he's, you know he's not in hearts you mean <laughs> uh, he tried to be that body game at Tynecastle was dreadful oh were you cringing a bit Greg was oh. <laughs> when we were all bowing down <laughs> although although I think I think Greg was quite critical of the fact that uh, I, I, I think, we, I think I, I'd like to draw you to my uh, previous podcast appearance where I think yeah. I covered that in great depth yes, yes. You you didn't you didn't like that uh, we were focusing on them. Um, it's the pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. It it just shows what little Hearts fans have got to grasp onto at the moment. Well, mm-hmm. you liked it the derby. We were singing Paolo Sergio's name. Uh, <laughs> oh no, that's always your backup, isn't it? Did you bring the cup out at half time as well? <laughs> <laughs> now we're saving the hat trick. Saving up for the next time you come at Tynecastle. Sure you would have taken the cup off him already since they're out. <laughs> you would think so. Return it. <laughs> we've, worn the, we've worn the handles away a bit. <laughs> nah, they're still they're still getting dafties to pay of their photograph taken. But Laurie's gone for the fifth time. Well, we're talking about hearts, so move on. That's the next one. Yep. I've given them a D as well. Although I'd probably say maybe. Nah, say, I, think that, I think that's harsh. Really? I think that's harsh. Fifth last year, ninth now, so it's the same drop has done the United in terms of positions and I know we talk about this transitional period we did lose a few big players but on paper I still looked at our squad and the only ones I, I thought were overall stronger squads were Celtic and Dundee United I'm going to give you a C because you've got money problems and yeah, that's, that's, a, that's what I think uh, they could have been a business but the fact you've still got a team in that league I think's all credit yep, okay, yep I'll, 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 I'll give the team a C and McGlynn an F so then it'll Give the, the Hearts fans an A for their great effort reasons. Yes. And now you've you've lost McGowan as well, who I was going to put down as the player of the season so far. I've got you a take... soft spot for an attacking fullback. I just I like that. I like it. It's like a a freebie, a freebie attacker almost. <laughs> a freebie. You lose the ball. <laughs> you need to attack back really quickly. Well, you can I... still put McGowan down as uh, the player of the year. Just the other one. You see what number he took at his new team? Was it fifty-one? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> Berlin. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> See, if he'd, come, if he'd come to Rangers, you can't get that because it's just match day numbers, no squad numbers. 
Right, talking Aye. of 51, Hibs are next, <laughs> giving them a B. 11th last season, 11th final finish, 4th in the table at the moment. Um, obviously, brilliant so far this season. Things can only get better, I think, uh, on last season. Um, the only way is up. Some more songs. Uh, so, yeah. I think they've, I say, I think they're again like Aberdeen. They have flat to deceive a bit. I've watched them a lot and I, th- I think they've looked pretty awful at times. Again, maybe like Aberdeen, when again relied on Griffiths' goals. Yes. But I, I think psychologically, maybe they just seem to have a bit more character about them this season in terms of grinding out results when they're not playing particularly well, holding out and getting a few clean sheets. So I gave them a B. I gave them a B. No, I'm not going to be as generous. I'm going to, I'd give them a C purely because Hibs are now back where they should be. So a C is a vast improvement on the F they got last season. <laughs> That's one way to look at it, I suppose. You're looking for improvement from your pupils. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty decent for Hibs, but I think Hibs could probably still do better. They could be not as rubbish when they're playing against Hearts for one thing. That's two games in a row I've watched Edinburgh Derbies and they bored me. There's been one goal in the two games and it was a big deflection. It was it was a bit cringy. I thought it shows how far Hibs have dropped. At the end of the game at Tynecastle, the players all running over and throwing their shirts in the crowd, and fans were jumping about. And we were sort of sauntering out, shaking our heads at how awful the game had been. And they were jumping about, celebrating at thirty percent possession. That's mm-hmm, okay. And it's still only the second most cringy thing at Tynecastle this season. Ah, Still wouldn't surprise me if Hibs finished in the bottom six. I don't. Uh... It is I think like time. you were saying, I think they've, they've flattered to deceive. At times I watched them ship a two-goal lead in Motherwell when they were, um, at, against Motherwell at, at Easter Road when they were cruising. And uh, I, I think there's maybe a... I think they're doing all right just now because it's going okay for them just now and they've got the points on the board and they're getting the results. But I think if they hit a sticky spell, which most clubs do at some point in the season, I think you, I think you could see the, the arse fall at a hub season. <laughs> it's a good way to uh, Well, as I mentioned earlier, it really depends on whether Griffiths stays stays or not we just don't know hopefully uh, no that we anyway well my only A is given to the next team which is Inverness Cali Thistle easy 10th yep. 10th place finish last season 2nd top at the moment I suppose the only question is can they keep it up but in terms of a half term report they've they've set the standards and I think it shows you know although Barnsley I know aren't exactly a, a big a big uh, move in England and they are struggling in the championship I think the fact that Butcher, Still bigger. I mean, Butcher refused that because they are one one rung below of the English Premier League, and he, he stuck around, which I wasn't sure he was going to do. And at first, when the the rumours came out, and he was allowed to speak to them, but he he stuck around. He's going to see out, and if yeah. they could finish in even in the top four, I think even if they finish fourth, even from now, I think that'd be fantastic for I them. I would but... say top six. Top six is a success. I think so. I think I think if they finish top six, it's a success, but they'll be disappointed if it's not yeah. any higher. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, I mean, but what I'm saying, I think fourth would actually still be a fantastic season for them, even from this position now. Top six would be good, but yeah, as I think Chris is right, you would feel a bit disappointed if you ended up finishing sixth when you're second in the middle of January. So. It's a nice, See, I re- nice I disappointment, though. I reckon they're not just now with a chance of a, a, a decent league finish. I think they're in with a chance of a cup, because I think they've got a first semi in the League Cup fight. At the League Cup, I think they can take Hearts and they bother, oh, and yeah. then they're going to play either St. Marin or Celtic, and I hate the League Cup. We, we've lost the League Cup final two years running, and it wouldn't surprise me if we beat St Mirren. In fact, we're terrible against St Mirren in Cup competitions. We don't even make it. But I think Inverness are going to be a winning that Cup. Yeah, I think it depends what day you get Inverness, though, because I, I agree the league position is great and they've had a good first half of the season, but we've we've battered nine past them. And both those occasions, both those games, they looked absolutely chronic. So I, I think they are... They're, they're, on the whole, a decent side, but I think they still have this tendency to have the odd hiccup here and there as well. So, I mean, things like a cup game. It is a question of how long they can get to last because, I mean, Butcher is getting like more out of them, really, than, you know, he's getting yeah. at, well, the absolute Definitely. maximum Definitely. out of them. So they've got players overachieving, whereas, like we've mentioned with Dundee United, if Dundee United and Inverness both turn up and they both play at their maximum, all their players, you'd still expect Dundee United to beat them. But Butcher's got them so well organised and he's getting so much out of them. It's just, sometimes it's really hard to get out for a full season because if they do hit another sort of bad streak. Because I think, did they not, the first seven games of the season, they, did they not, not win for the first seven games of the season or something? I can't, I don't can't know exactly, remember. but they had a pretty bad run to begin with. Um, and you know what football's like, it goes in sort of spells, doesn't it? You have patches, it's really hard to yeah. 
buy a win when you're on a bad run and it's really hard to stop winning when you're on a, a good one. Aye, so. Inverness have been on a good run for a while. Aye. <clears throat> Hopefully it ends at the League Cup semi when Easter Road might actually be sold out for the... Someone told me that the, we've sold out the East Stand with Hearts fans and apparently it's the first time that it's been sold out. That's that, <laughs> that Easter Road for the, the Hearts Inverness game? Aye, I've, that's, I've hand, my... that's handy for all those Inverness fans. Eh? Oh. It's good that's value, a... I would Good value. Total, sho- total shocker having that having that uh, game in the, 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 the in Edinburgh. It's a disgrace. Why? Where else are you gonna play it? Play it. Well, play it where I don't know. You could go and you could move it up to up to yeah. Tannadice. It's still big. Play it up there. Where oh, oh, pretty sure oh, Tannadice could hold. Petodre. I'm not going up there. <laughs> but to have it in the same city as the team that you're playing, because this happened to this happened to Motherwell in the, the CIS Cup years ago. We played played Hearts in a semi final, and it was right. Easter Road. Injury time then. It went to extra time yeah. then. 4-3, I think, was it? 3-2. Easter Road's one of the premier stadia in the country. Oh, it's a good stadium, but it's right slap bang in the middle of Edinburgh. Yep. So if you're a Hearts fan, you've got five minutes to turn if you're coming to Inverness. But you, you can say this exactly the same about Celtic. They're playing at Hamden. It's just in the road. You can pretty much... You could I, walk I, for Celtic Park to Hamden and no really have much trouble. Yeah, the difference is that's a national stadium though, so... Can't do much about that. We we do like going to Easter Road as well. Fairly feel at home there. Ah, uh, you loved it the last time you were there. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the Inverness's start to the season. Draw, 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 loss, loss, draw, draw, win. Right, so Is that right? Eight right. Game to win. Uh, yeah. So I was right. Seven games. Yep. Yes. I'm sad. <laughs> That's a terrible start. <laughs> right, Kelly next. Who um, I've given a C to, maybe a bit harsh actually, but seventh end of last season. They're seventh now. Ugh, to me, they're kind of pretty much the same. They kind of blow hot and cold for me. Aye, the but... problem is, I think with Kelly is shields. I think yeah, he, right. just, he just steals I, the headlines. Com- I'm not going to comment, come on, because it's no fair, because uh, their manager can't respond. He <laughs> <laughs> just steals the headlines. Oh, just come on. Just It should be about the team, not about him. He but comes sometimes... with all this nonsense about playing players who are suspended and then this. Oh, I'm not going to speak to the media. Come on, eh? But it's it's with Kelly. It's like he kind of tried to. He had this kind of big thing about the way they played and the football philosophy, yada yada. But sometimes I watch Kelly and it, they're rotten to watch. And it's like I I just don't get the big deal with Kilmarnock. Sometimes you know they're sort of middle of the road spenders and they're always middle of the road. That I, I never. I, they just kind of get excited about them. Their stadium far too big for them. Why Kilmarnock have a stadium that holds eighteen thousand? I don't know. Because what do they? Because they have to keep going there, winning a league. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly are just one of the teams in the league who just could do without, to be honest. <laughs> they were mentioned previously. Annoying manager, big empty stadium, who cares? You know what? We <laughs> keep saying Kenny Shields is an annoying manager, but I think there's a lot of times what Kenny Shields says is spot on. It's the way he says it, and everyone thinks you're just an idiot. It's like, what, if you actually boil it down to what he's talking about, more often than not, it makes a lot of sense. You can say about Romanov sometimes, but he just clouds Aye, it. Exactly. It's exactly the same thing. Romanov, it's the fact, it's the same with Charles Green as well. Charles Green talks a lot of months, a lot of the time. And then yeah. you actually look at what he's saying, and you think, ah, well, maybe you're right about that. Nah, Even his latest one, the 14-14-14, that makes more sense than the 12-12-18. But yeah. Anything also late saying, to be suggesting that, exactly. doesn't it? The other thing he's saying is that we shouldn't be rushing it through this season. And sure enough, that's spot on. But because it's fired down a whole load of other ridiculous statements that he makes every single day. Nobody wants to hear what he's saying anymore. Exactly, exactly. Anyway. Right, we'll move on to Motherwell then. I gave them a B. Good B. Third last year, they're sitting third. A good B. A good B, yeah, I suggest that they're improving to me. That's a B plus. A B plus? See, they're much the same, but I think, I just, I think they've done well because they are doing much the same again in terms of, you know, they, they deal with quite a small squad and I think they... They overachieve, and it's sometimes harder to continue doing that again, you know, a second season, because, you know, it's, you sometimes have that sort of come down the second season, everyone's figured you out, you can't do it again. And I, in some ways, I'd be more impressed with them. At points last season, I thought they kind of rode their luck. You know, when they had that, when they were up in second, I thought, again, they kind of flattered to deceive at that point. And this season, I've actually been more impressed with them when I've seen them. But is it a second season, though? Because by my reckoning, it's about two and a half seasons they've been pretty good now. It's been the entire time McCall's been there. Yeah, no, he's done really well, and I think they've, yeah, one of the more impress- impressive teams this year. And they're up there, as opposed to Aberdeen and maybe Hibs, they actually overall seem to play pretty well as a team for a lot of games. I know they've had a couple of 
a dodgy results here and there, but like Greg, he'll he'll know the full story. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for Motherwell, I think you can split it into two. And I mean, we're talking, I guess, specifically about the league. And if you look at that, if you take that and it's it's isolation, then it's um, they've done really well again. I mean, they've they've overachieved this season, but they've been overachieving for the last. You're probably talking three or four seasons. Even when Craig Brown was there, when he when he came in and took over, since then we've really um, we've been finishing higher up that league than our, than our budget and resources. Um, kind of points to, but the, the only the only downside of this season for me is you need to look at the cup competitions and uh, a first round exit in both cups. Uh, it's just not what we're after at all. You're looking at defeat to a third division team. Well, exactly that. I mean, I don't. To be fair, I think any Premier League side going there were not hiding to nothing. But I mean, we still right. should have had enough in our team to give them more a game than we did, and we didn't. We bottled it that night. And then you look at the Scottish Cup where we had. Um, We'd won the lap at Pataudry, all we had to do is see out the last five, ten minutes. Couldn't they do that? Went to a replay and again, didn't they turn up and, and shuffled out the Scottish Cup? And for Motherwell, cup runs are a big chunk of potential um, finances and resources. And an early exit for both of those is a, um, is a real tough blow. And I think it'll be reflected in the fact that, as I was saying earlier, you might find there's more outgoing players in January than there are incoming players. Because we need to balance the books somehow. And without those cup competitions... It's two, it's two um, income resources which have disappeared. So, uh, I mean, yeah, league wise, quite happy, but the cups have been, cups have been a disappointment. It's disappointing as well. I know for obviously teams basically out with. I was going to say the the OF phrase, but I know that Chris gets all annoyed when I oh, say. Oh no, that. don't say that to Neil Lennon. Either. <laughs> oh, he was uh, just anymore. <laughs> teams out with Celtic. I mean, the cups are where the the trophies are at, and I know that. I always rate the Scottish Cup a lot higher than the League Cup, but even now, the only thing that I can think of really saving the season as a Hearts fan is that potentially we're two games away from a trophy. And yeah. the League Cup, to me, I always hate how we we get put out of the League Cup. We always get put out of the League Cup really early by a lower league team by playing a second team and getting beat on penalties or something. But this year we're in it, and I, I just think you've got two real chances to win silverware if you're not Celtic or <laughs> used to be that other team. But... <laughs> And it's, it is disappointing when you get put out. As uh, I think Greg's been a bit harsh with the Rangers game. I, I think, like with what likes we mentioned, I I just couldn't see anyone other than Rangers winning that game. There was just Rangers was on their day are, are superb, and they showed it that day. I think they. Like away, look, Inverness took them apart. That was that sorted. That's what that's what Motherwell should have done. Motherwell are just scared the Ibrox and have been for several seasons now, and they're scared of Celtic Park as well. It's difficult to argue with the with the stats. I've got to argue with the stats. Yeah. We're, we're, we're struggling for a result of both these grounds. So uh, I'm not even. I'm, I don't know. I'm not even sure if it's a scared thing. I think it's just a psychological thing. Now Aye. I think we. I Aye, think we both, both 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 these grounds. I don't think we believe for a second we can win. And as a supporter, I'm in the same bracket as that. I've been. To, I've not been to Ibrox in years. And I was at Celtic Park last season. But you're going there more for a day out than actually going and expecting to see your your side take three points away, which I guess tells its own story. Yeah, someday uh, going to the east end of Glasgow or the uh, <laughs> <laughs> I gave so, another sorry go I was gonna say do you want to move on to Ross I, County just first time. I gave I actually gave them a B as well. Um although they had a really good the, start to the season but first obviously first in the first division last season. They are currently second bottom but they're kind of more in the pack for the teams above them and I think based on performance wise when I've seen them I think they've actually been quite refreshing in the SPL. They've played some kind of open football, they've provided some entertaining games. You know, I suppose they had more time to prepare for it than Dundee, well, they did. Um, and maybe they're where they expected to be, basically just better than Dundee. But I think they've done reasonable enough to give them a B. In terms of, it is their first season in the SPL as well. A lot of their players are um, either kind of reserves from SPL or kind of lower league players. So I, I think they've done well. Don't know if anyone's thought. I, no, I would agree with you. I think the Dunt have been a, a joy to watch when they're, uh, especially in the uh, the Highland Derby. It's been a lot better to watch in the Edinburgh Derby, for instance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially it's been in really cup, entertaining each cup game. game was... Especially that cup game. That was mental. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I've, re- I've really liked watching the likes of uh, Richie Britton as well. He seems to be quite a good player for them. Unfortunately, he's going to be going to St. Johnson, though, in the start of next I... season. He's going to stay at the end of the season, though, isn't he? He's, uh, uh, he's going to stay until the end of the season. But yeah, pre contract. Yeah. Uh, that's a disappointing blow for Ross County, I think. But still. It's a nice, it's a nice wee ground up there. Do you know? Like yes. 
I, I like their wee mini stand that they've what got. The camera faces it on the, the left hand side. I like Aye, that. The little, the little cutoff. But I was going to say, it's like, you know what I mentioned with Kamarnik? I know you can't move grounds, but sometimes you think that half their problem is playing in these big empty stadiums. You know, you've got a nice little tight stadium, even when they've got three, four thousand in it, it can actually provide a bit of atmosphere. I mean, I, I don't know. It just seems to me that sometimes. There's too many stadiums in Scotland have lost the kind of lost the atmosphere because they're like the flat pack stadium thing. But whatever they did to upgrade Victoria Park or whatever it's called these days, they managed to somehow keep the atmosphere and the soul of the stadium. Yeah. So there's still there's still that small stadium, but there's a life about it as opposed to Inverness, which is like two boring it's stands, true. a weird main stand, and a road. Aye. And a it's nice view of the bridge. <laughs> it's too open as well. well talking of open stadiums, I, I, I don't like McDermott Park either. And that's the next team. <laughs> St Johnston, who I gave a C to, which again, kind of like Kilmarnock. Although, if you break it down, they've had one really terrible spell and one pretty good spell. Overall, they're six last season, six now. Kind of much the same, really, to me. Bit yeah. kind of contrasting, I think. Uh, that's about it for me for St Johnston. Much, yeah, much the, the... St Johnston have been the kind of under the radar kind of team in the SPL this season. They haven't really built on what they did last season with the top six, but then they're still sixth. It's just, they, they just seem to be there. There's nothing really to talk about. In fact, if anything, the only thing that's been worth talking about with St Johnston has been whether Steve Lomas can get a bigger band than Kenny Shields. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed my, my day trip out to St Johnston when they beat Celtic. I enjoyed that, Chris. I'm sure you would have enjoyed that day out. Why were you there again? I can't remember. Uh, just a spare ticket. I enjoyed that day because I was in Florida at the time, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. We'll move on to the other team. I always forget there is another one, but St Mirren, they do exist. <laughs> <laughs> I gave them a C as well. Eighth last season was their final finish. Yeah. Tenth at the moment. <clears throat> um, I think they've been okay, and I think it comes down to one thing that's maybe been the difference, and that's McGowan being yeah. out. They just. I would agree with that. I think they lost. They were doing okay. Lost Paul McGowan, slumped down the league. He's just started to come back, and they've just started to pick up points yep. again. And I tell you though, seems obvious that that's the difference. Stephen Thompson, I think he's actually been pretty decent this season. I think if it wasn't for him, he'd be Aye. more adrift. He's actually he must have scored what nine or ten, almost double figures. If he's he's not in ten, ten, ten and SPL. Yep. I think he's probably been quite important for them, and even staying, you know, where they are, even though it's tenth, they are. Got at least a bit of a gap on Dundee, but yeah, again, where you'd expect them to be really bottom bottom half of the table. And with McGowan back, maybe they can push up, but I can't see them getting any higher than nah. kind of seventh or eighth again. Aye, but it's been said many times before that all you really need is a, a, a few wins in a row, and that's you, top six, looking good, yeah. pushing for the top three. Aye, it's, it's a good season in the SPL looking in. I ju- I, it's been a good season, but I just wish there was a bit tighter at the top or the bottom. Ideally the bottom, because I'd quite like the gap at the top as a Celtic fan. <laughs> but it's just, there's that feeling of, yes, it's nice and tight at like, second to 11th, but the two important positions are first and second, first and 12th, and they're both a nine-point gap. Right, we should move on, because we're kind of tight for time, and do the charity bet, because the charity bet last, lost last week, I blamed Chris on the forum, DAFC, Chris, oh, that one, the right, Dunfermline fan, I blame him. <laughs> He's put a jinx on us. And Aye. I'm tempted to pick them firmly again, just uh, just so they oh, lose. Right, well, I'm going to go for uh, an easy one, Queen of South. You always go for the easy ones. Ah, well, um, look easy, but Queen um, of South are in a massive run. Um, um, uh, Alawa, go on, Paul Hartley. That's assuming the game goes ahead on what last week. I know. I remember. I was going to go to second division game. Yep. Have a nice second division report this week. D- driving, we're five minutes out the house. I'm like, wait, stop. Well, Alo is an artificial pitch. Although it's not got a slope anymore nowadays, so the anyway, water might just sit. Right, Greg or Chris? I'm just looking at the first division games, and you know, all it's got so it's got a bit of late, uh, weekend in the first division, so I'm not touching any of them with a barge pole. Nope. Um, oh, Queen's Park away at East Stirling, let's have that. You always pick a dodgy one. What? Queen's Park away at East Stirling? Oh, come on, East Stirling, thank you. Oh, Easterland are loving it. They're getting another season with Rangers. Ka-ching! Right, Greg. Surprisingly, it's picking Celtic. But... Habs at home to Dundee. Good shout. I was tempted with that. I was going to go Motherwell, but I don't like Kai Boston. That's so flaming unreliable. 
Dundee against an Edinburgh team. Right, so we've got Hibs, Queen of South, Aloha and Queen's Park. And a £10 bet courtesy of McBookie, the good guys at McBookie, returns £60 and 61 pence. We should have put it on Derek McInnes for the next Dundee United manager at 3-1. There you go, I should have done that. What you can do is you can put your money on that and if you win, donate the winnings. Nah, you're right. To the pot. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're tight for time, so I was wanting to discuss the, the the first, second, and third two we thought would be promoted and so on. No, I've got the time for that. Rangers, that will, Rangers will, anyway. will win the league and stay in the same league. Queen of South will, <laughs> will win their league and they'll get to go up. Ah, let's just and do the, the top of the SFL one. Who knows? Let's do the predictions for the league that everyone cares about. Enough of your Rangers, Pish. Because yeah, the SPL's back. Woohoo! I know. Never I can't, pansies, I can't, pansies in SPL can't handle the I can't the even mild fake weather. a woohoo for the thought of yeah hot it's away to Celtic next week can't wait right St Mirren Ross County lunchtime kickoff I'm going to go away one one nil live on the telly box isn't it was it a four four last time it was a five four last time they played each other was that a different team no that's right I was it was so <laughs> it's live on Sky Sports too you know what's going to happen now no, nil no. nil well, <laughs> I'm going to go nil nil. Just, I'm going to go. I'm going two one St. Aye, I'll go nothing each as well. <laughs> right. So that's two Paul bands. I've got Celtic against Hearts. Two 0 Celtic. One 0 Celtic. Three 0 Celtic. Aye, that was. <laughs> We're always kind of actually seem to do mildly better at Parkhead. Touch wood. <laughs> um, aye, so I'm going to be an optimistic and go 2 0 Celtic as well. 2 0 Celtic, right? Then we've got Hibs against Dundee. I'm going to go 4 0 Hibs. <laughs> Griffiths to go up, sign off with a bang. Yep. Hopefully, his last game. I don't know. 2 1 Hibs. I was going to take Dundee in this just because they seem to be doing well against the Edinburgh teams. But since we've decided to stick it in the the charity bet, I'm going to go with Hibs and say 2-1. 3-1 Hibs. Inverness against Aberdeen. Uh, a derby of sorts, if you've taken a, a massive area. <laughs> <laughs> miles away from the central belt derby. If you look outside the traditional area that a derby is, eh, I'm going to go away win. Call it the sheep derby. I'm going to go 2-1 to Aberdeen. Because I suspect that this break is going to play havoc with teams. There's going to be a shock somewhere, and this is it. Oh, don't let it be Aberdeen who end their run. God, I like seeing Aberdeen lose. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be optimistic and say, <laughs> be optimistic and say one nil Inverness. I'm going two each. Yeah, two each for me. Kelly against Dundee United, and away one, two one Dundee United. One apiece. Two nil home win. Come on up. To each. To each. Then on Sunday, we have Motherwell against St. Johnson, which is live on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second game on ESPN that day because Peter. I don't know why I'm laughing. The Derby was the last one it was on, was it? Peterhead versus Rangers is on a, a lunchtime kickoff. Oh, this even worse. No again. Rangers are on the telemere and everybody else. That's what the fans want to see, Chris. No, it's not. Third division rubbish. Get <laughs> Right, Motherwell, St. Johnson, 1-0 Motherwell. No one else was oh. 2-0 Motherwell. Oh. 2-0, 2-0, home win. I, I want to really jinx them, I'm going to go 4-1 Motherwell. <laughs> I should really put the kibosh on them. <laughs> right, that's what's done the SPL prediction. I, I'm just thinking, Greg, are you coming on the podcast next week? Uh, I don't like committing that far in advance because <laughs> if you know I'm going I'm, I'm definitely back in Motherwell because you usually win when you know about if you're coming back on they'll get beat ah, yeah, so I'll, I'll stay off next week I'll say I'm not coming on right definitely doing on Motherwell <laughs> right it's been a bit of a long podcast this, ah, no, this week there's been no SPL games to talk about we didn't even cover the SFL I know I know I didn't even get to discuss my beloved Rangers although I discussed them a wee bit didn't I Man, I always managed to, to shoehorn them in. What do you want to give them in their uh, report card then? Uh, well, mm, uh, I'll give them a, a CB. <laughs> a CB? A C- what does that mean? Well, it's a halfway in between. I'm the uh, teacher, I decide. So it's a, a C slash B. Or a B I'll give them an C. RIP. <laughs> or a VAT. 
There's a new guy at my work, right? It's first day today. And you know what he says to me? He says, so who do you support? I says, Rangers. He says, which one? It's not yeah. what you say in the first day. For both. <laughs> I just told Rangers him, it's the same club. I said, it's the same club. And that, that's it. I'm not even going to start this. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good banter. Just go. <laughs> right, but before before we go, I wanted to mention a little bit about the forum. Oh, I mind that. <laughs> Aye, you can't forget the forum, right? On the forum, if you're on your home PC and nobody's about and you're definitely not at work, the Where's the Birds Not Safe for Work is a, a good thread to check out. Another random one is Random Pictures. That's a good one to check out. There's also a bit of random banter. I don't know if you three have seen this, but there's an eBay thread. If you go on the forum and search for eBay, there's an interesting picture in there. A woman took a picture of a dress. It's a lovely yellow dress. You'll like it. The three of you should check it out. Basically, the advice is go on and check out any thread as long as it's not related to Scottish football. That's, <laughs> That's what he's saying. All the threads have nothing to do with anything. It's just, you try saying it, we just speak shite. I'll be honest, when I was on the train on the way back to Scotland yesterday, the first thing I did was check out the, the, the where's the, the birds NSFW thing. <laughs> that was an interesting one to open up on a tra- crowded train, let's yeah. face it. Well, see, there's good ones on the, the Tanadice Boycott, Sports Direct, Ibrox Stadium, obviously the no, Scottish avoid, football setup. Avoid any thread that involves Rangers. Of course, definitely don't avoid. <laughs> right. That's my advice. But that's us. To be fair, it's full of uh, Aberdeen fans usually. Exactly. Yes, yes. Right, oh, bye. Join the forum. Forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk. <clears throat> Come and visit and say hello. Don't say it twice. Don't so. say hello to Greg. It's doesn't really post. I'm never on that forum. Aye. I've moved on. I've joined a. <laughs> I've joined a home brewing forum. I post in the home brew forum now. I'm done with SFF. And see if they start a podcast up. So last is going to see me, boy. You need to start cross-posting that just to give us some tips. <laughs> no bother, mate. I've got my first brew starting this week. Moonshine. What's your brew? Right. But thanks for coming on, Trees, and thanks for listening. Uh, I was going to say thanks for no mentioning Rangers, Craig, but you couldn't even do it for one whole. Couldn't <laughs> even manage one whole episode. Aye. I'll, later on, I'll tell you about my Rangers trainers I bought. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye.